El Chuqueño presents Almost Live from Big D's Party Palace Featuring Fernie G Banami And my name is Rich Wright Yorar, yorar. Sylvia, could you turn down the jukebox a little bit, please? Thank you, Sylvia. That's Sylvia, right? I mean, yeah, Sylvia. There's a big churn over here with the employees, but Sylvia's been mm-hmm. here. She, I think she holds the record for oldest mm-hmm. employees here yeah. at uh, Big D's Party Bell. She's been here three weeks or something Damn. like that. You know, she's way up in she the seniority me? here. You know. Yeah, but. She'll never bump Sheila off. No, Sheila's <laughs> Sheila's got a lock on it. I don't know yeah. what's going on there, you know. But yeah, but you know, I don't. Even, she's management. Sheila's management. Yes. She's not staff. So yeah. So this is true. Yeah. Uh, you all need to come down here to Big D's Party Palace and get your mambo on. We're all mamboing <laughs> down, you know. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, today. A lot of things going on with the city today. Uh, me and Ben Ami went down to that uptown downtown meeting the other day, mm-hmm. and uh, they put out in the newspaper today. It says that the uh, police are getting a new contract. I was going to mention that. That was one of the things. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah the, no. the new guys getting hired. They're increasing yeah, they're, it by seventeen percent. Right, right. So that you get hired, it goes from twenty nine to like fifty four grand a year. Wow, and uh, but even up the chain, I mean, they're all right. getting these uh, increases in pay, and it's like, well, there's like a ten grand signing bonus or something too, something like that. Yeah, evidently, a lot of these dudes get a couple of years here under their belt, and they go to Austin or Dallas or whatever and make right. up mm-hmm. real money. Right. But yeah, I heard about that. Uh, the the overtime deal wasn't good enough. Weren't they getting right. like mm, pretty decent OT? Well, I guess if you're understaffed. And you got to keep people on the uh, clock longer. There are some guys. There are some guys that get all the overtime. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's who you know. It's a union uh, job. So yeah, right. Yeah, that's that's yeah. right. And otherwise, you know, you can, yeah. I mean, there some of those guys are making more than hundred grand a year. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, with overtime and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but there's a. Uh, on the charter election, there's a, a, a resolution, what do you call it? Uh, a change in the charter, charter election to make the city's contribution to the pension fund bigger. Bigger. Mm-hmm. It's going to be uh, no less than 18% of wage. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, Wow. There, the move is underway to remove the limit on the city's contribution. So it's got to be at least eighteen percent, and pasta whatever you know. And hmm. that's if this amendment passes to the con- to the uh, to the charter to the city charter. What do you, what do you expect will happen, Rich? Oh, I, I don't know. You know the. Uh, Turnout in May is going to be like 500 people. Probably. Yeah, right, right. And 400 of them are going to be members of the police union, you know, so yeah. Right. So we'll see. I don't know if we can get the people out to vote. Maybe maybe it'll Early be Early voting starts April 24th, right? 
Is that right? I think so. Wow. April 24th. So coming right up. Uh, coming right up. And if you want to see why the city is in such deep financial trouble, why they keep sticking it to the taxpayers every year, you need look no further than the city's strategic plan. The city has a strategic plan, you know, and it's, uh, you know, you might think the city's strategic plan would be about the city of El Paso, the residents. Uh-uh. It's about the city government of El Paso. I think it's, I think they should, they should change the name from the city of El Paso to the city government of El Paso, the city bureaucracy. It's all, <laughs> it's all focused on what's good for the city, as though the city were a business, you know? Of course, the city's not a business, you know? The city's a, a racket, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's an extortion racket. For profit. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's why every year our taxes go up. And uh, every year we're deeper and deeper in debt. Uh, if you look at the city plan, and you can find it from the uh, El Paso, Texas .gov website, you know, and it uh, it's all focused on uh, what's good for the city and not what's good for the citizens. Like goal number one is create an and cultivate an environment conducive to strong economic development. I I thought you'd like that section. Yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, that means learn how the city plans to stabilize and expand El Paso's tax base, enhance visitor revenue opportunities, grow the core businesses of air transportation and international bridges, provide business-friendly permitting and inspection processes, and, and identify and develop plans for areas of reinvestment and local partnerships. You think they might be interested in bringing new businesses in or something, right? Or, mm -hmm. or helping the city out. If you look at that uh, Perryman plan, our favorite Perryman plan for economic development for the city of El Paso, it says uh, El Paso pays too much in taxes. You know, that's one of mm -hmm. the, when they list all the things that are wrong in El Paso, mm -hmm. they don't really say, I mean, they assume that you know that See, here's how it is. If you pay money to the city in taxes, that money is like living the local economy, especially if it's going towards interest payments on the bonds or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or it's going from uh, low-income wage earners to higher-income wage earners. I mean, those low-income people... It's a regressive... Right, it's a regressive-type tax. It's... Um, Property tax is regressive, right? Because most mm -hmm. people have all their wealth tied up in their homes, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you're rich, and then you've got money in the stock market and, you know, mm -hmm. art or whatever you're investing in, stamps, you know. But uh, if you're uh, poor, all your wealth is tied up in your home. So a property yeah. tax is... Right, hits you right it's regressive. where it counts, yeah. And if you're high income and you take that money, you aren't taking that money and spending it in the local economy. It's leaving mm -hmm. the local economy. 
that money is uh, going to banks in New York. Bondholders. Bondholders, yeah, whoever that is, right. And, uh, well, that's a big thing. The Perryman Report also calls out the uh, transfer funds, what, like uh, welfare. You know, people get money from welfare and... Uh, but see, that's a good thing for the city of El Paso. Everybody that could qualify for federal funds of any form should be getting it because that's more money mm -hmm. coming into the local economy. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not local money. It's money from all over the United States. Right. This might be a good time to point out what a good job uh, our congressperson Veronica Escobar is doing in With bringing regards home to the federal pork. She is bringing home the pork. Did you see there's money going to get uh, veterans? They're giving money to the Workforce Commission to get veterans jobs in El Paso. Oh, great. Seven, seven million dollars or something like that? I mean, God bless her, you know? I mean, I hate pork unless it's my pork, you know? <laughs> <laughs> unless you're pork. <laughs> Right. Right. So, uh, if you look at the rest of the plan, it's all about what's good for the city, the big C city, and the city bureaucracy, the city government. You know? mm -hmm. And uh, you can see it exemplified, for instance, in that new contract that the police and firefighters are getting. Or, though, I guess just the police this time around. The firefighters got it good. You remember, I don't know. Eight, ten years ago, the firefighters took their uh, negotiations to the city. They put it to a vote, and they won. It, you know, it was probably another one of those elections where they only had five hundred people mm -hmm. show up. Right. Yeah, they persuaded the voters to support them. And we just cannot afford ever rising taxes. We can, right. you know, we're poor and people are leaving town, you know. I mean, if there's just taxes and no jobs, right. what are you going to do? Yeah, what where are you going to end do? up? Yeah, right, right, right. Not in a good spot. End up in Pecos. Yeah, Pecos. <laughs> Pecos. I hear they're, you're getting, they're starting that out 20 bucks an hour or something like that yep. in Pecos, you know. And wait till, uh, <laughs> wait till the oil booms again. You think the oil's going to boom again? Of course. Hmm. That's like 70, 70 bucks a barrel today. It's going to... Well, there's going to be that new... Up in Alaska, there, there's that new... Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. Permit, whatever, approved... Uh, what was it called? Reese, I can't remember, but I know... Will, Willow? Yeah. Yeah, Willow. Like Willow. Yeah, Willow, good it. call. Um, Way to dredge that one up yeah. from the old memory bank. Wow. Yeah. He did so. that without typing, too, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Thought it was a W. Anyway. So we'll see about that. Pretty interesting though report though when you dig into that. If you get the if you download the PDF, uh -huh. it kind of lists out everything and part of uh, stabilizing and expanding El Paso's tax base. There's a big part of it that's about downtown and the streetcar, right? Convention center renovation, which I don't. So this is a year old. This came out in 2021. The one I have. All right. It was. I think made they in 2021 for 2022. But yeah, so they're still talking about convention center. Which is interesting because that renovation of the convention center would have been in direct opposition probably to the uh, multi-purpose 
center in Duranguito. So, and at, at this time they were still pursuing that uh, arena project. Mm-hmm. Right. So, they're still interesting thing there. Still they're still do, they'll, yeah, they're still going to do it, just not in. No, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. You think they're going to cancel? Yeah, yeah, I, think, I think what happened is, and I, I'm just speculating here. Uh, Gensler didn't get all the money they were owed. They were supposed to get seven hundred ninety-eight thousand dollars, mm-hmm. and I think they only got seven hundred seventy-four thousand dollars. Oh, bless so, them! So the city decided, well, we still owe them twenty-five thousand dollars. Let's get a new study a new location study for the arena oh no for that which is just what we need uh, but where are you going to put it i was just thinking that where well you can't Take put it at the rail yards you can't put it at the rail oh, you're yards. reading my mind now because yeah yeah well you know it's fairly transparent uh you can't put it in the rail yards because we uh we jacked union pacific the last time we made a deal with them we promised them we would close some crossings there in the lower valley, you know, like by the Delta Bridge, you know, mm-hmm. that we would close those crossings there. And as soon as we did it, we traded that for the rights above the train track by the ballpark, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, they had us by the short hairs then, you know. We'd mm-hmm. already committed to building the ballpark. And right. uh, uh, they said, okay, well, we need... To close some crossings. And they did. They closed the crossings between uh, Copia and, well, I guess, all the way down, right? Except for, what is it? Rosebud? Rosemary? Rose. Rose. Roseway. Roseway. Whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, they closed a bunch of crossings there. But they did not close the crossings down there in the valley like they promised southern pacific they were going to do so southern pacific doesn't want to have anything else to do with us right till that happens you know so yeah so no the railroad the rail yards are off the table right now and you know the uh railroads they're they got power they got government Mm. power they can oh yeah they can exercise eminent domain you know and they can Damn, fight can they? our eminent domain. So we can't take the railroads. So I'll tell you where Gensler's going to say to put it. The uh, tell me. Sun Metro maintenance yard there behind the train station. Right? Oh, yeah. Or I've got another idea. Hmm. Let's blow up City Hall. <laughs> and then, <laughs> but it's got to be during a meeting. <laughs> yeah, you may have something there. Clean slate. <laughs> right. And blow up City Hall again. That'd be, that'd yeah. be funny. Well, you can just keep moving City Hall. Really, I think you know. We get rid yeah. of City Hall. We're not really, you know, hurting ourselves <laughs> too much. You know. No. Yeah. Yeah. There's not really another spot. I mean, you could go over there. Well, you can't put it. What happened to Cohen Stadium? Is that where they put the water park? Cohen, there's a water Camp park Cohen out there, but it's there's a uh, like a ton, a ton of empty land out there. I mean, mm-hmm. go. I mean, wouldn't Google Google reimagine Cohen, 
and oh, and they show you these beautiful pictures, you know. Yeah, that's right here. That's actually under goal number one point one of the plan is is reimagine uh, Cohen Angora Loop and Northeast Parkway. You which, know, which all sounds very nice. They uh, they do a lot of reimagining, you know. <laughs> Well, yeah. it's good to do yeah. a little imagination, new, right. new ideas. But right, I think they need better drugs. Sh- if they're going to keep be. reimagining like that, they need better drugs, man. You, know. <laughs> you need things you can actually execute on, though. Right. Well, they're playing like El Paso's growing. Mm. Now or not, we're losing not. people, you know? Well, another thing on goal 1.1 is infill growth strategies. I wonder, yeah, that was right after, I guess... Uh, Cimarron was was, uh, developed so now it's time to reimagine back when Beto was on city council they passed impact fees for new development and uh, how long ago was that? that was 13 years ago at least I think he termed out in 2010 Uh, but uh, they have not Raise the impact fees since then, and it's paltry. It's fifteen hundred bucks or something like that. Oh yeah, which is not yeah. enough to build a water tower or a fire station or all that other collateral development we need if you're going to build houses out there. So, mm-hmm. man, you know, I'm old, and I've been paying attention. So, that's right. I got that going for me. You know, the other thing is those pensions are going to kill us. They're going to knock the city out, and uh, the city's going to say, oh, yeah, it was the pensions, man. The pensions got us. That's what Stockton said. You know, Stockton, mm-hmm. California, put a bunch of money into its downtown and its entertainment amenities and stuff like that. And then they went broke, filed for bankruptcy, and they said... Oh yeah, with the damn pensions, man. Damn pensions bit us in the ass. Who, 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 who would ever have suspected that, man? You know, wow. it was like a train came out of nowhere. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that those pension funds would come out of property taxes and all that kind of kind of thing. Yeah, I reckon that's all. Any shortage will come out of the. So the tearses are kind of not doing any doing us any favors. Uh, well, the tearses are cheating to... us out of any new revenue we get from those districts mm-hmm. and those zones. And uh, I don't know. There's all the tax incentives we're giving developers to like. Build houses and stuff like that, you know. Build apartments downtown. They're first of all, we don't need them, and uh, second of all, you know, they those what those tax incentive means is that everything we pay the city for, every fire, police, public safety, parks, whatever we pay the city for. Those people who are getting the tax incentives aren't paying for it. They're getting it for free. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe we should get some 380s. You know? For sure. 
I wonder if we could do that. I bet we could. We cannot. What are you no, talking about? No, they're not going to give us. Oh, come on. You know, if you ask me, Big D's Party Palace ought to get some tax incentives because look at the public good they're doing right here. Right, right. <laughs> they don't even charge us to be in here. How about right, that? Right, right. Not yet. Wait, they're not charging you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not me. <laughs> okay. Ah. <sighs> Man, uh, bitching about the city gives me a powerful thirst and raises my blood pressure. So, I'm going to take a break now and uh, take my medication, you know, and not all of it is legal. So, uh, That's okay. I'm going to get, I'm going to shut down the uh, podcast for just a minute. We'll be right back. I'd like to remind you guys that today's podcast is brought to you by black coffee and how do you make black coffee with water right <laughs> our other sponsor right yeah and uh hostess twinkies there you go golden sponge cake with a cream filling gotta have it yeah i think we ought to go get some okay we're gonna be back in a minute thanks for tuning in see you soon Okay, we're back. So we're talking about the city's strategic plan, which is the source of all the taxpayers' uh, pain here in El Paso. <laughs> and uh, we're saying how it's not about the taxes. It's uh, It's not about the citizens. It's about the organization, the bureaucracy. And... Uh, if you look at goal number six, it's set the standard for sound governance and fiscal management. What do you? What do you? It seems like that should be goal like number one, right? Or <laughs> goal number one through three, right? You know, something like that. A little fiscal management. No, that's way down there at the bottom of the list for them. Uh, and it's all about again, it's all about what's good for the bureaucracy and that's what's good for the citizens. So. Uh, what do you see there, Benami? You know, how about this one? Implement leading-edge practices for achieving quality and performance excellence. You know, uh, expand <laughs> workforce development and organizational focus on continuous improvement through targeted training, activating partnerships, and growing best practices. You know, I think there's a couple more jargon words they could have thrown in there, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, but pretty wild here. Let's see. Deliver services timely and effectively with focus on continual improvement. That, that they're going to do that now. That's their goal by 2025. So they're still all right. They there's still time. There's still years. time. We can get that. They're a work in progress. You, you know. So <laughs> when you no, we're a work in progress. <laughs> so are we. You know. <laughs> when you read this plan, they have goals by 2025 or immediate. 2025 and 2030 and when you look at goal number six all the goals are for 2025 and later well no hurry then there's right? a one let's see yeah so i'm not seeing anything that's like hey we need to focus on this immediately so pretty pretty telling oh yeah yeah well you know maybe tommy gonzalez knew he's gonna get fired so he's right, like right, you know right. we'll put these later on we I've, can uh, uh, 
I've had jobs before where I know they're ending, you know, and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to go out in a blaze of glory, you know, so, yeah. As a matter of fact, somebody even suggested that the new contract with the police department was his parting gift. To oh, really? yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Can't get him back. All right. Now, okay, so the voters are going to get to vote on that. No. A union contract? No. City council. City council is going to vote on council. it. Mm, I think... I think the 30th or, or mm-hmm. the 28th, something like that, coming right so up. So other cities get to vote on their police contracts. You know why we don't? Well, like the fire uh, firefighters contract, they could not reach an agreement through collective bargaining. Mm-hmm. So they took it to the voters. I see. And the voters passed it. Okay. So mm-hmm. I think there's some provision in the contract that you go to collective bargaining first. And then if oh. that doesn't work out, you know. Mm-hmm. They, they yeah, because I know in in uh, like Austin, for example, this year they have a ballot initiative to either give or not. A, well, it, it's two propositions. One is to give the police union or yeah, the police department a one-year contract or a four-year contract. But so it's Prop A and B, and if they approve Prop B, Prop A goes out the window. Uh, so, well, it's you kind know, of a lot of times, deal. like here, they're just kicking the can down the road, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. it'll be somebody else's problem. You know, that's kind of the problem with term limits. I can see why you get term limits, except what if you get an exceptional city council candidate? I got to tell you, the big problem we have with uh, elections and city council is we don't have good candidates. This last city election was an exception. Mm-hmm. We had good candidates. I mean, uh, Brian Kennedy, you know, he's uh, sharp he's, as a tack, mm-hmm. you know. and mm-hmm. Indeed. Of course, he's Good experience, uh, yeah. Yeah, so far, I hate, I hate to endorse any candidate because I've had my heart broken too many times, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. But yeah, that District One representative Brian Kennedy, doing all right. I mean, he uh, he really showed it to the uh, city attorney, city city attorney. <laughs> huh? That's the need for term limits, right? Yeah. The city attorney, <laughs> the city attorney, when um, they decided to fire the city manager. He went through it in a completely illegal way and said, oh, I think we need to bring this motion first before we call it into executive session. Mm-hmm. And he knows a lot of people, a lot of people are dissatisfied with that city attorney. You know? Mm-hmm. Old uh, Carla Neiman. Well, she's hired by the city manager, and too, And she right? reports to the city manager reports, yeah. and... Uh, so we'll really, see. she Give was hired. Of... She was hired by city council because it wasn't until mm-hmm. after she was hired that they made the change that she reports to uh, oh. the city attorney. Okay. And uh, I read an email from uh, Max Grossman, who said that, uh, who reminded me. Really, maybe he just informed me. I'm, maybe I was asleep at the wheel when this happened. That uh, the move. To hire Carla Neiman 
was uh, four to four on mm. city council. Mm-hmm. And Mayor D. Margo cast the deciding vote to put her in office. Yeah, he cast the tiebreaker. So, yeah. Max also pointed out that uh, Dr. Michael No. You know, he was kind of phoning in his work there when he was a city councilman. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got what? A, who was that? Michael No. Michael he's No. He's out there on the east side there. Okay. Off of uh, he uh he yeah he's got a real job you know he's a doctor an mm-hmm. OBGYN. Nice. Yeah, and uh. He, uh, he didn't, you know, I, I think he thought city government was a self-driving Tesla. You know? mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he was kind of, uh, backing off. <laughs> but if you look at this, set the standard for sound government and fiscal management. I mean, this is the city's strong suit right there, but they're they're running the city like it's a business, you know. And you know, it's not, and it's and it shows. Or today, like a business that can't ever go bankrupt. Today, I put a public information request for the budget books from 2012 to. All the I, for all the ones that aren't available on the city's website. What's your budget for that? My budget? <laughs> Jeez, I don't know. No, I'm sure. You're gonna charge I'm you sure that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You take them a flash drive? No, no, no. They're, they're no, they're gonna <laughs> deliver it electronically. Is what I asked for, and uh, it should be. I mean, I could go down there and ask for them, and they mm-hmm. would give them to me. Mm-hmm. But you know. I I like to do all that kind of work in my pajamas, you know. Yeah. And I don't want to reveal too much, but, but I don't have pajamas. <laughs> well, you're going to be revealing quite a bit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, the city's out, you know, it's practically in the strategic plan. They're out to screw us. They don't have any plans for us except vague plans to, you know, bring in more businesses. I mean, and that's another thing about this plan is that they're may, they may be saying the right things, but they're not really implementing that plan. I mean, the other thing is this plan. Let's see who is on. It has the who who was on city council at the time, and there's been some turnover since then in. Districts 1, uh, 8, of course. Right. 5. No, no, 6. Oh, there's... Right, at least. There's three new city council members since that plan, since last year, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe. So it's easy to make, you know... Kind of like you're saying with continuity, you know, it's easy to make a plan for someone else and then you can just, you know, forget about it. Right. Right. You need to kick the can on down the road. And... Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I don't know. And you know, one of the one of the things Tommy Gonzalez said was that he wanted to brief the new city council members on their strategic plan. <laughs> on the strategic plan. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, he's really proud of the strategic plan. The strategic plan won him the Malcolm Baldridge Award, Lifetime Achievement Award. I mean, I guess the Malcolm Baldridge Association can't ignore the detail that he got fired from his last three jobs. Counting <laughs> right. this one, you know. Uh, you got to have a good job. And also, uh, you pay for those awards. I think oh, for yeah. his Lifetime Achievement Award, he had to kick in 20 grand or something like oh, that. Damn. You know, so. Wow. Yeah, that's when, from working in advertising, I realized all those awards are like... Right. You're, you're bu- paying big bucks for your entry pretty much for the consideration to be... Right. You know... Right, no, it was talk. like that for... Uh, or like Fast Company magazine's most innovative, pick your, you know... Right, well, you see, we get that one, one of those local rags. It's uh, top doctors in El Paso, right? You know? mm. Who wants to be top doctor in El Paso? Okay, yeah. 40 grand, you yeah. know, sure, you know, whatever. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it costs, but I know... Hmm. I have never been considered for top doctor in El Paso. Neither have I, Rich. See what I mean? What a ripoff, right? <laughs> Do you think that's fair? No, of course no. not. Well, of course not. It's rigged. It's a racket. It's a racket. Life's a racket. <laughs> yeah. And that's why we're not winning. That's why we're losing. And that's why we're sitting here in Big D's Party Palace. Yeah. Drinking black coffee. Made with water and eaten hostess Twinkies. Golden sponge cake with a cream filling. Gotta have you think you think someday hostess Twinkies gonna say, Hey, we're not sponsoring you. They're gonna come right out and call us out on that one? I mean They're welcome what? to. They're welcome. <laughs> Please do. Welcome right. To. Right. Sue He's us. on Twitter. Sue us, yeah, put it on, on Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> right. Uh, speaking of Twitter, uh did y'all see where uh, Lindsay Lohan and Jake Paul, those paragons of virtue, got <laughs> fined by the, uh, I think it's the FCC, for pushing, uh, what do you the call it? Crypto? Crypto. Crypto. Pushing crypto yeah. coins really? without telling people that they were paid endorsers. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's going to think that Lindsay Lohan yeah. is endorsing some <laughs> crypto coin without getting paid for it. Oh, yeah, I woke up this morning and, man, I just had to tell you guys this crypto coin is the best, you know. <laughs> and Jake Paul? Jake Paul. Right. Wow. Who would ever think he would fix a fight? Yeah. He, he hasn't been hit hard enough in the head yet. Hey, I watched that other one. Uh Yesterday, I watched the highlights, on ESPN highlights of uh, his last fight, which he lost. He lost his last fight to uh, Tony Fury or something. Not Tyson Fury. No, no, no. Tyson Fury's brother. Is it Tyson Fury's brother? Yeah, over in Dubai. Yeah, yeah. He got spanked, man. One of the judges scored it for him, but I didn't see it in the highlights, you know, so yeah. Yeah, but he he made like 
18 million dollars yeah right. it's not fair to the other dudes that are really fighting and working their way through the ranks they were gonna they were gonna give him a number five ranking in the wbc if he won jake paul oh really yeah hmm. and that's the wbc that's world boxing council the most prestigious right it's the real one it's the the green belt you yeah. know and but he didn't win right but god there's dudes coming up fighting hard for that and they're making fifty thousand dollars of fighting shit and this guy's over in dubai all right so it was kind of a marketing ploy i don't know how he got there it's fake He's yeah i don't fake, know man. one of the he judges no scored it for him yeah you know but the other two george two judges scored it for uh what's the name tony Tony, uh, yeah, Fury? Tony Fury, yeah. Tony Fury scored it for Tony Fury, and they had almost identical scores, you know. And and to his credit, Jake Paul knocked down Fury in the last round and still lost. He knocked him down. Oh, I didn't see that part. Yeah, it must not have made it to the ESPN highlights on YouTube. But it looked from the highlights that ESPN posted on the video I watched. It looked like he was getting pasted left and right, <laughs> he man. He's, yeah. not a, he's not a real fighter, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He don't got the amateur background. Yeah. You got to have it, man. Unless you're exceptional, mm-hmm. and he's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's, right. he's marketable. Right, he is marketable. That's what they do. Marketable. Because before he was a boxer, he was a, a internet star, right? He was a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, he, Who's the guy who challenged Mayweather, was it? Mayweather. Wasn't there some, like, actor-turned-boxer who... Or... Yeah. I something like that. I yeah, I can't think of him. I, it was Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan? <laughs> right. <laughs> Ronald Reagan. That's, yeah, that sounds familiar. No, Mayweather's done. Uh, not as a boxer, but as a an attraction. I think he had a fight in Japan with some guy very recently in... The arena was empty. Nobody was there. He got paid, though. Yeah. Well, he's not an exciting boxer. You know, he's he's good at not getting punched. That's right. But... That's the idea, hit and not get hit. Right. Except, uh, what is it they said one time? After one of his last fights, they said to Mayweather, No... You were supposed to dance with your wife and hit your opponent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because there was some domestic violence allegation against Floyd Mayweather. So, yeah. Yeah, it sure was. Yeah. You know. Well. There's a good fight coming up this weekend. Who's that? David Benavides and Caleb Plant, super middleweight. Really? Oh, it's, yeah, it's going to be good. Super middleweight's a good division, man. Oh, 168. That's exciting. Yeah, that's exciting. They're yeah. they're fast, like the lighter guys, uh-huh. and they can hit as hard as the big guys. Wow. So, you're, uh, Big D probably knows about it big already. Big D probably knows about yeah, it. I'm sure yeah. he does. Yeah. It's going to be good. And Caleb Plant, the only guy to ever beat him was Canelo Alvarez. Cinnamon. Okay. El Canelo. <laughs> okay, so now... David Benavides wants to fight Canelo. Uh-huh. And Canelo refuses because he knows he's going to get his ass right. handed to him. Wow. And uh, so it's going to be like, okay, Caleb lost to Canelo by decision. This guy Benavides wants to take his head off. And it, it, I believe he will. 
If I were a betting man, I'd bet on Ben Avidis. Wait a minute, you just got back from Vegas, bro. I know. <laughs> what do you mean if you were a bet- I betting man? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'll probably fly right out to, to Las Vegas. You know, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a very good fight. Right. Yeah, for sure. So what day is that? This Saturday. I don't know. Saturday. Mm-hmm. Pay per view. Pay-per-view showtime. I think it's like God, 74 bucks. I'm just going to wait and watch it later on YouTube for free. No, 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 no. I'll tell you what to do. Do you have rabbit ears? Do you have a broadcast antenna? No, I, but you know what? I know where you're going. Yeah. The WBC fights are free because WBC. Right. They from, broadcast them from out of Mexico, any, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, they're delayed. They're like a half hour delayed. Big deal. Just right, right, right. Turn your radio off. Right. Not Wait. a big deal, right? <laughs> yeah. Lock the door, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, they show all those kind of events at uh, La Esquina de Chihuahua over there oh, on wow. Avenida Juarez. And uh, wow. It's a, you know, it's a good time. It's a yeah. good time over there. Very nice bar. Very upscale, you know. Uh, Dang. Yeah. I almost want to go. Yeah, yeah. You should go. It's going to be dinner. Good. Eat dinner. They got great menu over there. They got mm-hmm. grilled octopus on the menu. Ugh. My personal favorite, though, I think the biggest value, the best value on the menu is the uh, club sandwich. You get the club sandwich over there. It's five bucks or something like that. Shoot. Yeah. I want to Comes go. with fries. Mm-mm-mm. Can't go wrong. Dang. Yeah. La Esquina de Chihuahuas. I'm just, you know, I'm just telling you what's what. Uh, you know, I'm still doing tours over there to Juarez, but the ne- next tour on my schedule is not till May. Of course, lots of times I get the last minute calls. And, sure. You know, I, I haven't really been chasing them. No. Sure. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> yours is bigger than mine. Yeah, I- <laughs> <laughs> I see your 50 milliliters and raise you a handle. I'm all in. <laughs> I'll see. <laughs> you got any more of those? You can just fill them up. Oh. <laughs> Here, I'll fill this one. Yeah. yeah. You bring a funnel? <laughs> yeah, I'll need one. Yeah. And remember Big D's Party Palace, where the funnel never ends till the cops come twice. That's right. Yeah. Before we go. Yeah. On a shifting channels here or whatever uh but sticking to boxing you heard that the the desoto hotel they're gonna renovate it yeah Mm. okay some folks from out of town they're gonna renovate it on the side of the desoto they have a mural of all the local uh, amateur boxing champions and professional for that matter the boxing hall of fame mural yeah yeah they're gonna they're gonna do away with it they're gonna do away with it and that's I just think that's wrong because that's a big part of our history. Uh-huh. And uh, I have an uncle that's on that mural. He was an amateur champ. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And it's just kind of a drag to see it all just lost in the siftings of time. Well, you know, that, me and Cindy and I are going to go take pictures today of it and see if we can get someone to recreate it somewhere else. Right. You know? And they've been talking about that too. But. They should. Let me tell you, uh, as far as murals go, it's not that cool, you know? I mean, as far as history goes, 
It's cool. I yeah, admire the, and respect it. It could have been better. It could have been better, you know. They should get old Simi Alvarez to go down and paint one of those. Let's talk know? to Simi Alvarez and give him pictures. Yeah, and... yeah. He's a very talented artist. He's one of uh, El Paso's local heroes. I regard him as a local hero. Right on. But he ain't cheap, bro. And really, I don't know if that's true or not. I've just heard that. I'm thinking about getting to go and paint uh, Miss July, Playboy's Miss July, 1977, on the inside of my eyelid. Right on. <laughs> That's a sweet way to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think it's worth rescuing. Mm-hmm. You know... I mean, see me and another artist, and I apologize, I forget the guy's name. See me painted that uh, Cassandra mural on Fourth Street, Fourth Street and Stanton in El Paso. Really? Yeah, Cassandra, the uh, what? How do you say it? Transsexual, gay, uh, or uh, confused? It's okay. We don't care. Well, maybe not confused. Maybe they know exactly, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes no leasse. No leasse. It makes no leasse, yeah. It makes no leasse. If he can paint, drive a car, whatever. Right, 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 yeah. Everything else is... Yeah. We El Paso has a lot of great, great murals and a lot of great muralists, and every day we get more, and the city offers them scant support, and... That's unfortunate. If you ask me, the city should be pursuing the arts more. Totally. Because we're unique. We're culturally unique, and we have all that stuff going on, you know. But instead, let's build apartments in Segundo Barrio, you know. (laughs) Right. Right. And water parks. And water parks. Fernie, do you know what mural's going to go in place of the boxing? I heard that they're just going to do away with it. Because it's folks from out of town that are... No, I hear they're going to put another mural up there. That is right across the street from that that mural. The Bracero. Of the Bracero, yeah. Right, yeah, they're... Uh, Right. I don't know. It might not be a Bracero, but yeah. Maybe it is a Bracero, yeah. I hope somebody, like whoever, whomever you mention, with all respect, can can get pictures of these dudes and uh, redo it. Right. Did you ever... Well, I used to go to Fox Plaza Barber. For many, many years, and I knew the owner. And he had, he must have had 50 pictures of all the local uh, amateurs from the 50s and 60s. Wow. Yeah, and it was so cool. And, um, well, he passed. His name was Ruben Barragan. Rest in peace. Good friend of mine. He was my barber. One of the Barragans. Famous bartenders. Bartenders from El Paso. The whole bartending family, you know. I think there's still a Barragans salon or something like that. Absolutely. Over here on on Mesa Hills. Uh, their their father Chito is he's on that mural. I mean, all these cats, and but his brother Ruben saved a bunch of pictures. And uh, God, if we could get access to that, and I knew his wife Martha. I hope she's still alive. I know she has all of them, and I think it would be great for this some artist to right. get pictures of these cats. And okay, let's do it right, right? Because that that mural it was. Well intended, but it, it right, could have right, been right. better. Right, it could have been executed better. Yeah. But 
Maybe we do them all in one mural. Maybe we do them in several murals. Whatever. Around you know, town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, around town. Around right, town. Right. Put and them there's, there's that uh, San Juan gym, you know. That would be a good candidate for boxing murals, right? You Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay, well, thank you all for sitting through another excruciating hour, uh, half hour of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks. No, no, no. Really, that was very good. Uh, of... Uh, El Chicano presents Almost Live from Big D's Party, Battleless, and we're almost live, and we'll probably be almost live the next time you turn in. God willing. Thanks, and uh, adios. <laughs>